Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is still Sunday, November 19th. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how you are going to do this. <laughs> Just bluntly. Yes. You can, for our listeners, you can take a little peek behind the curtain here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we have all read Daredevil, The Man Without Fear. Because, you know, Marvel keeps wanting to tease us with some Daredevil shit and not give us anything. So, took it upon ourselves, read some classic Daredevil. And now bringing a review to y'all. This is my first reading of it. Jeremy, I believe this is your first reading of it. Uh, no. No, it's not? No, yeah, actually it is. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really flabbergasted there for a second. <laughs> uh, Richard, have you read this one yet? No, this actually, your... this is my first time reading. Um... Oh, first time virgins all the way around. Yeah. Look at us. All right. <laughs> Popping that cherry. <laughs> I've read, uh, not Man Without Fear, I've read uh, Born Again and Yellow, but I've not read Man Without Fear. Got you. Cool. All right. Wellmings, y'all. Wellmings on this. What is y'all's thoughts on this little five-issue limited series? I'm going to go with Pleasantly Whelmed. Yeah. I like it was on the lower end of Pleasantly Whelmed, maybe. But still, still enjoyed it. I, I mean, it's overall a decent story, and I didn't have any major issues with the the art that stuck out to me, or at least not like blaring right now that I can think of. So, but yeah, <laughs> I stay still stay pleasantly well. It was a good read. No long Halloween vibes of like big pointy noses or tails that <laughs> look like sex props. <laughs> no, <laughs> or, no, no, or just some like random cape going like. For freaking 10 miles. Really? I, there's one specific person that has hair that looks exactly like Batman's cape. Uh, uh, yeah. I guess I, yeah. Not like I said, I, it didn't have anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kingpin has a great haircut and I stand behind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael, this is going to sound like an insult, but I really don't want it to be. Uh, there's a shot of Kingpin in there. I was like, this looks like Michael. This looks like. Yes! Just give him an <laughs> earring, and this just looks like Michael. That's what I'm talking about there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sorry. I'll, I'll take that all day. That's a compliment <laughs> to me. Richard, what is your whelming on this? I am pleasantly whelmed to overly whelmed on this. I enjoyed it quite a bit. The book was really fun to read. It had a few stumbling points along the way, but at the end of the day, it stuck the landing, much like a uh, blind person. Sorry, that was a blind joke. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That's great. I'm going to say pleasantly whelmed as well, and the only reason I think I'm not more than that is the fact that, like, there's two issues in particular that I'm like, fuck the story, <laughs> fuck this book, don't care about it anymore. Once I got past those, and like, was it like the, the story, the actual story it is, is freaking great. Loved it. But it's just those two issues that I'm just like, no, I hate this. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we'll get more into it as we go along. Let's start off with issue one, because, you know, that's where you start a story off with. 
And synopsis of this is the origin of Matt Murdock, his life as a boy before and after his accident. When I first read this, I thought one of the first notes I wrote down was the police club was going to be a precursor to his like his clubs that yeah. he got. And and so it does come back later on. And so I, I really like that. Like I I really did like that. But something I did not like at all was the fact that they called him Daredevil at school. Uh, well, that's that's a that's still a carryover for his original. But like I, I was going to mention before we sorry, uh, this is a retcon reimagining of the original origin of Daredevil that Frank Miller does. He wanted to. This was actually going to be a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a movie script. Really? Yeah, yep. and he ended up. I forget he was doing like RoboCop two or something. Anyway. He ended up not doing the movie, so he was contacted by Marvel. Um, I think they either he wanted to do Spider-Man or someone wanted him to do Spider-Man. And he's like, no, I, I want someone more like obscure. So he ended up using this Daredevil script and made this Man Without Fear, which is more of a, I think, a better version of the original origin. And in that, the the school kids call him Daredevil. I did not know that. Yeah. I still hate it, but I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the the Billy Club, I like that, whereas I think the original is just Matt makes his Billy Club, like the iconic Daredevil Billy Club. Like he makes, uh, he has like a blind person cane, and then he like makes some kind of like where it can transform, which is much like the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. The first issue, real quick, but the last thing I just want to say is the the first issue is very similar to the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Right, especially the origin, like when he gets hit with the radioactive material on the eyes, it's very much like this comic here. Well, I like how they explain his disability as well, or I guess his power, where it's like it's not necessarily a radar, but yeah. it's using like everything around him that he wouldn't normally take in. Yes, and to to perceive how things are. So I do like that. I understand doing a radar type thing for visual for a movie. Right. That's what I was going to say is that I think the radar thing was never a thing from the comics. Matter of fact, the old school Daredevil, it would just say ping. Like when he would get the certain things, you know, would like come at him. You would hear there'd be like a little either an onomatopoeia or like a narrative box. It would say ping. And that would be kind of like his senses going off. But once again, Frank Miller, because I'm always very hit or miss in this. This is one of my, like, up there with one of my favorite Frank Miller comic books. This is really done well. The narration in it, it's very Frank Miller, but I quite enjoy it. And yeah, what you were saying, go back to what you were saying, like, how they describe how his his superhuman sensing work when he's in the hospital and he talks about the sheets being like sandpaper on his skin and he can taste like the chemicals. I think, what is it, like from someone's perfume in the air or something like that. All that stuff was really cool. So, like, it it explains that, like, his his senses are super hyper-aware. Then you already, when you go blind, your senses go up to a whole nother level than, like, us. But because of that radioactive spill, they're, like, that times a thousand. And it was really cool how they, they showed that in this story. It seems like throughout this story, there's several, like, just defining incidents in his life that, like, project him to be the man that he eventually becomes. And so my note was, and this is just my first reading. This is the first, I read the issue one that I started writing these notes. And I said, uh, I like that the one incident that changed his life, like motive in life and talking about his dad, 
like not even just the fact that he had that chemical spill and stuff like that, but like his dad, you know, had hit him at one point in time out of anger. And like that put him on a whole projection of being like a lawyer and stuff like that. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Once again, I think that's Frank Miller doing something cooler than like the original. I forget what the original is on how he eventually becomes like a lawyer. But yeah, I, I like that as well. Like, it's, I don't know. It's very jarring for Matt and I'm, I'm with you there. I don't know what I'm trying to say, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there was, there was part of me that thought the whole like lawyer decision there was a bit of a stretch. I don't know, just from one guy making a mistake and thinking that, you know, that a rule or a law is going to be what keeps him from being bad. So I, I don't know. Like that one was one of my, the, Ones like that just didn't quite hit home for me. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just, yeah. it's, it's no biggie to me, but I just like that was just one. I, I was like, I just, I don't know. Like when I was reading that, I was like, that just seems like a like a major leap there. Uh, another thing that I felt fell flat in this that I feel like is pretty like not substantial, but definitely important most all Daredevil stories and stuff is the fact that like they left out like his, like his Catholic side. Like it's not as, as predominant as it is, you know, in most all other Daredevil things that I've, I've took and read and stuff like that or watched. And so I, I wish, I wish that would have been more of a staple in his younger years to carry over into him becoming daredevil is what i wished yeah they don't lean like once again just because i was i was watching a bunch of stuff and reading stuff about this the original origin really didn't lean much into uh, his catholicism but frank miller is like constantly citing like he's the one that made matt catholic originally he wasn't and he does in other stories lean harder into that but yeah. this one doesn't, and I think it's due to it's just his origin. This shouldn't even be called Daredevil. It should just, honestly the best title for this is just Man Without Fear. Yeah, like the subtitle yeah. for this should just have been the title because like you don't really get Daredevil in this. I mean, you kind of do, but like you don't. And um, so I think that's why they didn't really delve into the Catholicism of it all. I think. Part of the, like, when his father hits him, that's another thing that kind of, like, shapes him maybe going down the road to Catholicism. Or as we go on, uh, Daredevil does a certain thing to uh, a hooker. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe that is what leads him down that. But there is also seeds that Miller is sowing in for potentially retconning other characters in Matt Murdock's life that I don't think he ever got to do much with. But anyway, we'll get into that when we get into that. I'm I'm rambling, sorry. <laughs> well, there's the hooker scene, and then there's things that he does later on at a pier and in the water, and I'm like, like yeah. they're very, like... Yeah, he... I he, don't know. Yeah, he murders. He murders some people, and it's like... Right. <laughs> uh, aren't you a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, I'm, that's why I'm... Like, I wish there would have been more of, like... Because him sitting there saying, you know, oh, I'm going to have to go repent for this. or You know yeah. what I mean? Just thoughts of that as he's doing certain actions would have been nice. Would have been nice touches. Mm-hmm. But if that also... Because I haven't read early Daredevil. Mm-hmm. My Daredevil stuff is, like, way more modern mm-hmm. that I've enjoyed. 
And so if that wasn't a thing, and eventually, you know, as time progressed, and like I'm on the back half of that, then of course that wouldn't be there. I've just always assumed that that was been like the biggest thing. I, I also wanted to talk, because what I forgot about earlier was in the last issue, I read all floppies. In the last issue, it had a conversation, like a long, like several months conversation between John Romero Jr., who did the artwork for this, Frank Miller, who we've already said does the writing for this. It was it was a movie script. And then uh, Ralph, and I can't think of Ralph's last McQuarrie. name. Macchio. Sorry. Sure. I'm taking <laughs> your word for it either way, because I can't remember at all. <laughs> well, I, I, I just have the editors are Ralph Macchio and Pat... Gare, I guess that's how you say his last name. Got you. From those, from the the script that was in the back of that issue, it was Ramita calling up Frank and being like, hey, I want to do something. Like, if you're wanting to, would you, do you have anything you'd want to do? I want to do something really big, really cool. Maybe something with Wolverine, because Frank was like, well, what do you got in mind? He's like, ah, oh, maybe something with Wolverine. And Frank's like, no, oh, no, everybody's doing stuff with Wolverine. There's yeah. like however many coming out right now or whatever. He's like, I mean, I got this script over here that it was for a movie. I can, you know, do some stuff to it or whatever, send it over to Ralph, and Ralph can send it over to you, and we can kind of go from there. And Ramita was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And so that's how all that had gone down or whatever. And it, it was cool seeing that transcript, though. The Real quick also, too, Ramita Sr., so Ramita Jr.'s father, worked with Miller on a Wolverine book. So that's one of the reasons why he was like, hey, why don't we do Wolverine? Ah, the- uh, that first limited series. Uh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that. That's cool. Last thing I have for issue one is that stick to me is like almost always a fun character. Cause he's just such a dick and an asshole that I don't know what it is about it, but I just, I, I, most <laughs> of the time I love him. So yeah, sticks a yeah. bastard, but <laughs> he, he's a, uh, he's a very integral character to Matt. And I, I, yes. I think he's absolutely needed, but to me, stick is a, bastard <laughs> yeah i have snarky comments just <laughs> like uh with the i think it's like the first page or something where it shows matt sitting on the uh fire escape and they're they're talking about whatever it's like the days are bright or the days are uh, bright and hot and full of mischief and the nights are cool and restless with the hum of the city calling to this boy this murdoch boy calling to him promising him something he cannot yet understand. I just wrote, those are the drugs. That's the drugs kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another when he steals the cop's billy club and, and goes down the street. And it's like, the boy's heart's racing. It feels like it's going to splo- explode. It's a great feeling. My, I was like, again, that's just the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote the the bully like comment and all that stuff that we went into. Um, I just wrote... Uh, uh, Snarky comment, radioactive eye cancer. He was, <laughs> that's what he has now is his superpower is radioactive eye cancer. The panel work, and again, the description of where it's like a black panel, then the ambulance, and then another black panel, and then Matt in the ambulance, another black panel, and then Matt being hauled into the emergency room, another black. I love that panel work there and like the description of everything. And once again, how he describes his like senses there. I thought that was fucking awesome. <laughs> like Ramita Jr. and Miller are just on point for this book. And obviously this book, you know, is like a huge staple in Daredevil's history. So obviously it would be. Uh, the last thing, uh, really kind of like the biggest thing 
uh, I just wanted to talk about is there's a nun. So they talk about Matt being in the hospital. He's kind of restless, but then a nun shows up and like mm-hmm. it soothes him, but he can't figure out why. This is, I think, continuity wise, as you read this, you already knew it, but Miller was trying to make it to where this nun, and it is actually in continuity. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm just rambling. Anyway, the nun is Matt's mom. Yeah. And the original continuity, really? she died. Yeah. And then they retcon it that she became a nun and she kind of like loves him from afar. And then in Original Sin, they mm-hmm. retcon it a third time where she had postpartum depression and she tried to kill Matt as a child. And battling Jack Murdoch, you know, uh, kept that from happening and she didn't know what to do. So she just went away and became a nun, but still, once again, loved Matt from afar. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I believe that Original Sin was her first supposed to be like her first actual appearance or, or first known that or revealed that she was a nun and stuff like that. I know that that issue always sticks out in my head as far I, as like I don't, her mom. I don't know if it is a first appearance because I know Miller had plans on this nun. The reason why this nun comes to see him is it's, it's Matt's mom. You mentioned Stick. I love that double splash page of Matt and Stick running across the rooftops. This art, Ramita just like knows how to capture. Like this is such Frank Miller art even though it's not him actually drawing it, it just looks so damn good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I looked it up real quick and Daredevil 229. So, yeah, it's that's around the time of Miller's. Yeah, that is Miller's writing. So that was when her first actual appearance was Maggie Murdoch, a nun and Daredevil's mother. So the original Sin one says it's her origin story. Yeah. So Cool. Anything else for issue one? Nope. No, I'm good. On to issue two. Matt hunts down... What did I even write? Jeez and Pete's. The the guys that murdered his dad? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I wrote down. Thank you. (laughs) Matt hunts down the guys that murdered his father. Also, get defining moments in Matt's life, including his origin of his friendship with Foggy and his weird relationship with Elektra. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking like this story here I put it on my IG I, has made me this in the Netflix show have made me hate Electra I fucking hate this character I don't I don't like her anymore I can't stand her she's okay in the most recent completed Chip Zdarsky run but outside of that like I couldn't stand her in Netflix <laughs> and she is so much <laughs> like the Netflix version of her seems to be from this man without fear storyline. Like I, I get the same vibes yeah. and I'm like, no, I don't fucking like it. <laughs> the, yeah. What I was going to say is the man without fear heavily, heavily influenced. A matter of fact, one of my notes, when we get to it, I have a screenshot from the show because they just made that shot for the show. That's from this uh, one of the panels that's in this comic. But yeah, uh, it heavily influences it. She gets better because she eventually like you'll you'll well, we'll probably eventually read it. But like there's reasons why she's cray cray. (laughs) Like she's full on (laughs) banana pants crazy. But that's Matt's kink. Like he (laughs) he cannot help but stick his dick in crazy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Like. Like between him, uh, between Electra and Typhoid Mary 
and I don't know, right? Black Widow and uh, who else? I don't like like he loves Karen Page. Yeah, he loves crazy people <laughs> who went on like a fucking bender and doing <laughs> pornos and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, anyway. No, yeah, I, I cannot like uh, my note. Electra is a weirdo. Feels like inspiration for Netflix Electra. I don't like Electra anymore. Like those, those are my notes for Electra. Can't, can't, can't. Not going to. <laughs> they also draw her. She looks like Cher to me. Like she looks like <laughs> <laughs> she looks like Cher mixed with the Joker, especially in the scene. So, like for our listeners, eventually Matt, uh, he's got like got the call to like go and run across rooftops across the city. And as he's running it's like a fucking cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he uh, eventually gets like wind of Electra's like perfume or something. And then he's like, oh, what's this? And he follows her. And then eventually she just fucking strips down naked in the middle of Central Park, calls for help that the police, because she's fucking full on banana pants crazy. And cats. The police show up and <laughs> and uh, they like harass Matt for like a second and they're like, oh wait, this guy's blind. He can't be the one that, and then she like leaves. But in that image, like on that page, you see her smiling as like the police are like interrogating Matt. Yeah. That, that just looks like Cher mixed with the Joker. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even like looking at it, the picture, oh, okay, yeah, it's probably the one that you're talking about where she's putting on her shoe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's, it's her like Smile lines even go like further up her cheek. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's weirdo. I don't like her. <laughs> Done. It's due yeah. to the hand and the demon that I think's like gonna possess her or something later on in the story. Like slight spoilers. It's supposed to be the voices or whatever. Yeah, it's due to me not liking her anymore <laughs> because <laughs> she's a fucking weirdo. Well, you know what? I'll say this. What did y'all think? I thought the revenge on the guys that killed Matt's dad was so fucking satisfying. <laughs> yes. I just, I like the, especially the, when he goes to take out Slade, the big guy that's at the like ring. Yeah. And one of the guys, Marsilio, I guess is how you say his name. Like apparently cut up Jack's face, his father's face. The lights go out and then immediately Marsilio's out and his face is all cut up. And then, like, the ring light comes on, like, in the middle of the boxing ring, and Matt's just standing there in, like, the ski mask with a bat. And Slade comes in, and, you know, he's, like, enormously, like, towering over Matt. And then Matt just fucking breaks his goddamn legs. And then, (laughs) or breaks one of his legs. And then he uses, like, a penny, a roll of pennies in his fist to just, like, pummel the guy. I just, that shit was so cool to me. That was like my first note, honestly, when I was writing stuff down was that knee crack is brutal. Yeah. Because yeah, terrible. I was like, oh, like that made me hurt. Like uh-huh. looking at that. Mm-hmm. I also love the shot and it's probably and done in done intentionally. But the shot of Slade, like sort of towering over Matt, it's very invocative of Matt will eventually go up against the kingpin and it's sort of foreshadowing yet another towering figure that he'll have to take down. Uh, I can see that, and I wish that had happened. Well, if you also remember, (laughs) if you also remember, Michael, in the Ben Affleck movie, the way he takes down Kingpin is exactly how he takes down Slade. That's true. (laughs) He breaks his legs. Yeah, yeah. I got, you were talking about the ski mask and stuff like that. 
I got some major killer be killed vibes. I don't know if you have read that. I you have not. I, I'm going to assume, Jeremy, you have not. <laughs> but you know you what you opening? assume. Okay. <laughs> Does that mean you have it? <laughs> no. Okay. It's an Ed Brubaker story. And <laughs> basically, if you don't know the concept of it, this guy thinks that a demon, and maybe it has, has, has made a bargain for his life. And for him to stay alive, he has to go around and kill people. And he chooses to go and kill like bad people. Mm. He runs around whatever city it is in a ski mask and like winter coat and stuff like that. So really cool read. But that's what I was getting. I was getting killer be killed vibes. So, yeah, in this issue, you know, he's chasing one of the guys down and he runs into like a a brothel whorehouse, whatever you want to call it. Like they all attack him for because they think it's a raid, which I'm like, why would a, a child be part of a raid? But anyway, he knocks one of the hookers out and lands on the ground and he supposedly like hears her uh, bones crunch and like whatever her blood on the asphalt. Some people like Sal from Comic Pop when I was like doing some research stuff believes that maybe this was Frank Miller setting up a like retcon for Typhoid Mary because in her origin story she was also a, uh, a hooker and Matt ends up knocking her out a window as well and supposedly dies Nothing ever comes of this, but that just could do that could be due to just comics. You know, like Frank had this idea to set up for another story later, but then that story didn't get greenlit, so he never was able to, you know, yeah, fully envision that. But it's huh. very coincidental that these characters have sort of the same thing happen to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a note that I liked how much of an impact that mistake made on Matt. Because, like, it's very yeah. clear what his intentions were and that, like, he does somewhat have a conscience and he didn't want innocent people getting hurt. Like, whether they're doing what he thinks is agreeable or whatever the case is, like, that didn't matter because he didn't necessarily have beef with him. So right. it's not like he wanted innocent bystanders getting hurt. I like that. I really like that. Because that's sometimes you won't see that in gritty stories like this where the hero makes a mistake and it's, it instantly like hits them how yeah. bad it was. I just wish he would have thought about it more when, when he's killing those. Though those guys are really fucking terrible people, and we'll get into that. The guys <laughs> on the pier and stuff. Yeah. I wish he kind of would have had, but I, I kind of also get because like I'll just say it like those dudes were fucking like child sex trafficking, like they're yeah. fucking animals. Yeah. It just felt very weird, like juxtaposition of like him worrying about this, and then he feels nothing for those guys. But again, like I said. You kind of get it because of what the horrible crime that they're committing. Well, and it goes along lines with him not feeling anything for the guys that murdered his dad either. So right. It's, it's almost like he has his mind set on this is who has got to go down. Yeah. And so he already had it set in his mind. He was taking them out. Whether or not he was killing them or not, that was a whole other story. Yeah. But he had in his mind that he was he was going after them. Yeah, he beats them to a pulp and... I don't think he actually kills any of them except for, but this is also because it's the origin, the original origin of Daredevil, uh, the the fixer, the guy that technically is responsible for Matt's dad being dead. He has a heart attack in the original one. And in this one, he has the heart attack as well. But they, not they, Frank Miller streamlines it way because like there's this whole goofy comic booky thing. And, and like Matt takes off. He chases the fixer through the, like the city and Matt takes off the daredevil costume at one point and is telling the fixer and the fixer's like, 
hey, who's that guy following us? And they're like, oh, he's blind. Uh, he can't be the daredevil. And then Matt puts back on the costume and it's all dumb. It just makes more sense of like, the guy's overweight, he smokes. Uh, Matt's just a scary fucking kid in a ski mask and it eventually gives him a heart attack. Real quick, the last thing that I have for this issue, Michael, is when Stick goes to talk to his disciple. I, I forget what he is. He's like a trainee for him. Stone. Yeah, I don't know much about Stone. No, I don't either, but I just, I like that image because it's literally the image, like, I got excited because it was like the post credit stinger for season one of Daredevil on Netflix, but it's literally uh, the same image of Stone yeah. from the, the show, or the show rather copied yeah. that. I just think that's really cool. Yes, got you. Jeremy, you got anything else for issue two? No, I didn't have, have any much on that one, honestly. I meant to ask you earlier, because you you actually had an opportunity to read some of these in floppy form, which I know you do a lot more digital than you do floppy. Did you get to read these in floppy form? I did a couple of them. The last few I had to read in um, on digital. But. Okay. But you did get to read a couple of them in, in single issue, yeah. like standard form. Did you prefer reading in digital over like paper in your hand? No. I like I like having the book typically. I like having actually. I know ninety nine percent of what I've read has been digital, but yeah. I just just because I don't necessarily have the the copies of them, right? Um, but yeah, I would I would much prefer the actual copy of it to read. Okay, I was curious about it because I know this yeah. is like one of the first ones you're like, hey, I've got some of those issues, <laughs> and you were yeah. all excited about it, so yeah. I I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I was I was happy to actually break them out and read them, but yeah, I'd, I'd like I said, definitely prefer having the actual physical book to read. Cool. All right, on to issue three. Matt has a violent encounter at Electra's house. Electra goes out for shits and giggles. Matt and Electra can't have a long distance relationship, and Kingpin snaps himself into management. I like that pun. <laughs> I just I I was uh, flipping through the issue, looking at some of the images, and it just it clicked with me. I'm sorry, I missed missed my <laughs> my badumch for that. Um, I apologize. So throughout this whole book, you have yet to see Kingpin. This is issue three. Towards the end of it, you've got this boss of a crime family who's sitting there talking and stuff, and then behind him, you've got basically his like his muscle and. Something is said, and and then you see these hands come down to his the boss's face, and just turn his neck sideways, and then yeah. it pans up, and you actually, and it's revealed it's the kingpin. Now this is the end of issue three. There's been no inklings, no nothing, no talking or anything. The, the word kingpin hasn't even come up yet, because it's not a kingpin story. Like don't get me wrong, it, it's a Matt Murdock year one story. Yeah, I was so freaking excited though when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> So excited. And I, I was hyped up for the next two issues. I was, honestly, I was let down a little bit by that. But we got rid of Electra, and that was that was the best part about this for me, <laughs> was that she was gone, and I didn't have to worry about it. And I'm like, because she does. She she goes out into to wherever part of town to try and get mugged for shits and giggles so she can beat the shit out of some guys. No, not just beat the shit out. She murders those murders, people. Murders them. Murders them. <laughs> yes, you're right. Murders them. And then smears I love New York on the wall. Yeah, in I their heart blood. New York. Yeah, yeah. She's a crazy, crazy. Yeah, she's a crazy. 
Like I said, she's full on banana pants crazy. But that is Electro, like at the beginning of her story. Once Ugh. she gets a, more away from the hand, she becomes more tolerable, if you will. Yeah, my first note is this issue got horny all of a sudden. And then my next, <laughs> my next issue, my next note is really horny. <laughs> And also dealing with the drawing of Electra, like I feel like they can't keep consistency on what she looks like throughout the issue. I mean, like, I don't know. She looks like an old lady in, in some of them. And then she's got like this weird, then in another, she's got this like skeleton face with these massive lips. And then like, she'll look like Michael Jackson there for a minute. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, just kind of weird. I think, I seriously think she was modeled after Cher because the shot of her in like the fur coat, like baiting the like whatever street thugs that she's going to murder. She looks like Cher from Moonstruck. I think it is. I was going to put an image, but like it's uh, she's not wearing a white fur coat, but she's wearing a fur coat in that. And her hair is done exactly like Cher at the time. Cher was big probably when this was coming out. Anyway, even her like whatever sexy outfit kind of reminds me of like some of Cher's like performing outfits. So I really think that influenced who Electra is. Yeah. More jazzercising. <laughs> Jazz. <laughs> I would say, honestly, this one was, was kind of one of those where it didn't, I mean, besides Kingpin coming in at the end, like the rest of it, I, I was just like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Doesn't really, it doesn't feel like it's needed. The whole Electra story to me, I yeah. didn't need any of the Electra story at all. I don't feel like it built on Matt or or any like later for later on stuff like you're talking about him being horn dog and stuff and his his choices in women being horrendous. Like yes, but it it doesn't it doesn't build on him. It doesn't build on what his I guess it would be his position he's eventually supposed to have in the fist. Damn. Um well Zadarsky's run. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you okay. Anyway. But yeah, his his correlation with the hand at that time, anyways, like it doesn't build on that either. Because I, one of my notes was like, Stick can't even decide what he wants to do. That's kind of the one of the one of the things that I can't stand the most is Stick's like, nah, nah, fuck that kid. He's not he's not he's worthless. But then like he notices him messing around with Electra and he's like, Hey, keep your dick away from that. Yeah. Just, well, just you know. I mean, he's right because <laughs> she's because <laughs> yeah. he's what? Uh, what's his organ? The chaste or something like that? Uh, he's also a, a fucking zealot, if you will. Like he's very like he will die for his fucking beliefs. Like, oh yeah, and that's why Stick is like, no, he's not. He's not worthy. We shouldn't. He's an asshole. We shouldn't do this. He's too emotional because Stick is very you know cold and emote. Like he's like a fucking robot, but he's. Whatever, he's this soldier in this unseen shadow war between two, like, ninja factions, essentially, and it's all fucking bizarre. Uh, I think they were setting this up. I think Miller kept this in due to setting, once again, something up for later, but that doesn't ever get kind of get addressed. I fucking hate the when she leaves, just because it's such a stark, like, they have sex by the fireplace. And Matt's like, I love you. Cut to the very next scene. Her father's dead. And she's like, I must leave you. Because of the voices in my head. And <laughs> I just, I, I feel like Matt should be like, what? <laughs> what? What voices? It's just bizarre to me, like how that page went from there to this one. I don't mind Electra, but I also don't 
care for her. Like, she's not my favorite character ever. I, the only part I like is when they have the sex in in his like dorm room, and Foggy's like, "Hey, uh, why is the door locked?" And Matt's like, "I'll I'll be there in a second. And it's like twenty minutes later, and he yeah. opens the door, and the complete dorm room is destroyed. And I just love the look on Matt's face of like, "Yeah, we fucked on the ceiling." Like, <laughs> it's just it's quite comical. I think it's funny. Oh uh, yes, I will give you that. <laughs> Uh, I think my last note was I enjoyed the action scenes like throughout this whole series. And I feel like the action scenes get better and better per issue. And so I don't know if that's supposed to be like, I don't know if it's done that way to kind of show how uh, more efficient Matt becomes and how more daring he becomes as, as the issues go on or if it's just, it just got better. I don't know, but I think the action scenes get better and better per issue. Yeah, I will agree. Like the last, issues are just yes. fucking awesome. The last thing I just want to talk about, you talked about the Kingpin. That's the image that I think he looks kind of like you. Not, not, not like a one-to-one. I don't want you to feel insulted. <laughs> but I was like, this has Michael vibes <laughs> in this. Like, if you give him an earring, maybe, and and like a scruffy like beard or whatever, yes. then it'd look kind of like Michael. That's what I need to be for Halloween from here on out. <laughs> Actually, that would be pretty cool. I would do that. I think that would be dope. <laughs> when the original Don, what's his name? Don Rigliotto, uh, before Kingpin kills him, you know, he's like yelling at all of his like whatever generals of crime. And he's all like, no, we're not doing this. We're, you know, we're going to be morally good uh, ma- Maja people, mafia. Like, they call it Maja in, in Marvel. But anyway, and then the hands reach out and like rest on his shoulder and he's like, oh, yes, thank you. You always give me such great massages. And like, I have such a headache or something like that. I, my note was like, what kind of relationship does Fisk have with the Don here? This is getting weird. <laughs> and then, of course, he breaks his neck. And I was like, oh, OK. OK, that makes sense. This is something I didn't know. I always thought Kingpin was not a, a like like a, a bodyguard. I always thought he was like a low level drug cartel guy or whatever you want to call it, um, mafia guy that eventually like killed off his competitors to eventually become Kingpin. I didn't realize he was just like a bodyguard for like a high ranking mafia. Mafia. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't either. I, I, no, I, I never knew what Kingpin's origin story was. Honestly, I never had like a thing for Kingpin until Vincent D'Onofrio. Like that's mm. when I started getting interested in Kingpin. Before that, like, I always associated him with Spider-Man, sometimes Daredevil. Yeah, well, he originally was a Spider-Man yes. created villain, but then Miller was like, no, give me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he made, yeah. in my opinion, he made Kingpin to what he is today, like the cooler, brilliant sort of, I wouldn't say tactician, but he's he's very smart in what he does, where he doesn't have to, like, lift a finger to make your life a f- fucking hell and be formidable without literally, like I said, low, without li- lifting a finger. Right. Yeah. That's all we got for issue three. Yep. That's it for me. I believe so. Issue four. Matt comes home, makes a new friend, and goes on his first mission. One and only note for me is really enjoy the origin of the Billy Clubs. Like, that's just, I, I, I love the pullback from issue one, him going to the locker and pulling out the Billy Club. Like, I, yes. Thank you. That's all I wanted. That's what I wanted. <laughs> no Electra, Origin of the Billy Clubs. That's what I wanted. 
was gonna say one of the things I, I liked about it was um his whole that that fight with the uh the muggers or whatever there in Hell, Hell's Kitchen, and just uh, the whole bringing back the memories and the the lost times there and all that kind of stuff. I thought they played that off really well. Yeah, when they're he's beating them and the yeah daredevil the kids <laughs> teasing him calling him daredevil keeps playing in his head i was like damn <laughs> yeah and then like it, it was just the whole like and there was the bell ringing of ending recess and he's just dragging the guy along with him mm-hmm. all done now <laughs> see i still i don't i don't like that whole daredevil i don't like that whether it's, there's yeah. his original origin story or not had the kids known that he was the one going around robbing and stuff like that like he's the one that robbed the the cop and took his billy club and like had they known he was the one doing those things and he got the nickname because of that I would have been okay with that that'd have been all right but I, I like the idea of like him getting his name more from his dad well that is where like they make fun of him because his dad is dressed like a yellow and red devil in the ring like that's where he gets the original daredevil okay uh, moniker why the kids call him that gotcha gotcha uh, I the first note I had is just uh when Kingpin's showing off like his like whatever high like larks and all the other like whatever uh, hinch mm, assassins whatever you want to call them, I just wrote like what no enforcers the enforcers are like an iconic sort of trio it's like a big giant brute kind of guy a guy wearing like a cowboy hat a bolo tie and he has a whip and then there's like a thin mustache guy with like sunglasses that usually has like. I forget, like a knife or something. And Isn't that where Ox is from? Wasn't he part of that? I think so, yeah. I believe so, yeah. I'm trying to look since I have their little like wiki pulled up right now. Yeah, while Ox and uh, Marston fall loosely under, yeah, so that that is where he's from. Yeah, the Ox, let's see here, their names are Montana, Fancy Dan, and the Ox, which is the big brute one. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Okay, look at me, I know shit. <laughs> My favorite fucking page is when I'll just skip to the end, basically, of this issue when Matt (laughs) just beats all these thugs. And I'm just going to read the whole little narration, because, again, I love this Frank Miller like narrating. It's like a lazy group. These guards unfocused, not used to trouble. They yawn and chat. One of them even listens to music. No music. Stick always said not when you're doing anything else. It's like listen to music and there's no telling what you'll miss. And like at that moment, the guard turns around and there's just like, I don't know, five or six thugs on the ground and Matt's just stand like looming over them with the Billy club. (laughs) And the guy's like, Oh fuck. And then he throws it and knocks the dude out. Like that is my favorite page from this entire story. It's just so fucking cool to me. (laughs) I've got one similar, but we haven't gotten to it yet. I got you. Again, it's kind of how I just do these for the podcast. I write just like <laughs> funny comments, but uh, when so th- this issue goes hard on like being super dark. Like Kingpin takes over the city years past, and he's got like drugs and, and like hookers and child pornography and child sex trafficking. I was like, God damn! <laughs> like what? The <laughs> But Kingpin remarks to one of his uh, henchmen, I think it's Lark or whatever, but he's basically telling him, like, we need to cut costs on these pornos uh, to save money. You know, we're not making special films or whatever. <laughs> my, my, my snarky comment was like, what the fuck kind of films are uh, Kingpin making? Sony films? 
<laughs> oh, poor Sony. Yeah. When the the two jump, so they, they they take a moment to like they almost like do their like our version of comic pasta where they take a moment to just follow these two junkies that kidnap uh, uh, a girl named Mickey in the uh, in the story. And um, anyway, they're they're trying to kidnap her to I guess sell her off to like some kind of like child sex trafficking thing when eventually one of them betrays the other because like shit goes wrong and the other one's looking for a fix even quicker and they like try to what do you call it uh, ransom the girl off to like her parents all that news travels back to kingpin and i just i i wrote the note down because it's like clay's bosses tell his boss and his boss tells his boss <laughs> and somebody's <laughs> boss tells the kingpin and then King, Kingpin says, unacceptable. Clay's incompetence has caused a mess. Larks, clean this up. I was like, Kingpin should immediately be like, who the fuck is Clay? Like, why should I care about Clay? Just, like, deal with this lark. Just fucking kill everyone, which he, he kind of does. But I just, I thought he should immediately be like, who? <laughs> who? Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I have some other stuff, but it's just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy? Uh, no, I think I'm, I was good on that. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> on to the finale then, issue five. Matt hunts down uh, Mickey to save her. Does he make it in time? Where does Matt go from here? All your questions answered. This was probably my favorite issue out of the entire series right here. You were talking about, you know, how the last issue had this fight scene and you just love that out of the entire one. The fight scene in this one where he's like in a crowd of people and stuff. I freaking love all those pages, him hitting them all in the face. I got Ninja Turtle vibes out of it, like kind of last <laughs> Ronin almost vibes from it. So I really like that. That would be on brand with Daredevil. <laughs> right? Right? All the correlations with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Daredevil is just, mm -hmm. it's funny. To the point where it makes some people mad at like Eastman and, oh, I can't think of his name now. Peter Laird. Uh, yes, Laird. Thank you. Because they're like, oh, they, they ripped off Daredevil. Instead of the the hand, it's the Foot Clan and it our heroes are hit with <laughs> mutagen and it's transformed them and the uh, they learned the ways of ninja from an older ninja and yeah, splinter <laughs> splinter and stick yeah yes yeah 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 yeah. i never heard them being mad about that but i eh, have one guy yeah they should get over it right it's fun right it's it was like an like it was a fun homage well i think it was different enough like you know what i mean the turtles i think were the homage to turtle anyway it doesn't matter anyway what were you saying right yeah no that's what i'm saying i got you no, nah, I was I was say on this like on the with the fight scenes and stuff in this first half here. I, I really enjoyed like the the glimpse inside his head, trying to like stay focused and like kind of what he was thinking through those each scenarios and how to regroup himself and everything. So I I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, getting that glimpse in there. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you, Jeremy. That's what I was saying. Like the at the start of this was the the narration. Frank Miller does an awesome job with the narration. And yeah, Michael, that that scene where he where like there's no words on the page. It's just Matt is in a pile of guys that he's just yes. beating the shit out of. 
Yeah. My note for that was I love this fucking image as well, but like I just yes. it's the uh, it's with the added narrative of like that last one. That's why it's my favorite. But uh, <laughs> I had a note. It's actually the first image of this issue where Matt's in the Man Without Fear costume. It's the one that influenced the Netflix Daredevil costume. Love that. I was like, are are those Adidas sneakers? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought too. And I was so excited about it. I was like, are they allowed to do that? <laughs> so it looked like they made the, st- first of all, I was like, my first reaction was, yes, he's kicking it with Adidas. I'm so down with this. And then I was like, wait a second. Is that a fourth stripe? Are these supposed to be K Swisses? No, fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then I saw where they're like fat, fat stripes. And I was like, okay, yes, we're definitely doing Adidas. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Talking about like all the times where he's fighting, another scene that I really like, I liked that it was the cops were having a hard time taking him down. Yeah. Where yeah. they were like, hey, you know, it, it, he, this guy, like they were even mentioning like how strong he was and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that. And I like that Matt, again, it goes back to like him having the conscience, like he, could have taken those cops down, but you know, he, I guess he does eventually, but he didn't right then and there, which maybe he should have, honestly. Thinking back now, having them wreck the car, like he probably should have just gone ahead and taken them down because somebody could have gotten really, really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> the, when, it caused I, a lot of damage. Yeah. I, I love that whole, like, he starts driving the car and I'm like, a blind guy driving. This is not, even if you are dare, daredevil, like, right? This is just does not bode well at all. <laughs> There's got to be too many vibrations. I'm just saying yeah. to like sense what's going on. I love when he's back on the pier when he's fighting those thugs. And one of the guys, like he's in the water with him and the guy pulls a knife and he's like, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't want to do it. But then he's like, a knife, no choice. I give it back to him. Right. I was like, God damn. And then he's like, right? now the fat one. And he talks about like... <laughs> I forget. It's actually in the uh, the page before, but he talks about how his lungs fill with water and his heart dies. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, pretty painful. This is very Frank Miller, like being a gritty sort of grounded like story. The last note that I had on this was towards the end of it, the splash page with all the Daredevil costumes oh, as he's jumping off. Yeah. I was like, fucking perfect way to end it. Yeah. I love the last costume, but the the red and yellow is my favorite. And so, yeah, I was just, I don't know. I loved it. Loved it. I concur. My my note was, what a solid way to end a story. And yeah, I just love, uh, I have to read it just because they're talking about it. He's like, the costume is probably a good idea. So did myself. And then it shows him leaping off. And as he's leaping, it's actually transitioning from different costumes throughout the uh, throughout his history, leading up to the most current one at the time when this comic was released. And it was like, God only knows what it looks like. Yes. <laughs> I just, I, yes. I was just like, what a fucking solid way to end the story. Yes. Um, yeah. Prior to that, I love the, when it goes back to Kingpin after we, we kind of skipped over it, but way the way Lark ends up getting killed by which I love that too like he's like don't make me kill you man I don't want to kill you and he shoots like a bullet and he like deflects it with the billy club and then he's like please I'm asking you don't make me kill you and then I think he asks him he's like what's your name and he says daredevil which I was like he said the thing 
But yeah, and then, you know, Lark's dead, and then it goes to, like, Kingpin mulling over, and he's, like, thinking about it, and he's like, one man took down this operation. One man. And he's like, where is it? I'm going to try to find it. He's like, this daredevil, who is he? And why does he worry me so? I just like that. That's a nice way to set up what eventually will lead to, like, Kingpin and daredevil confrontations in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That was my negative, is I wish there was more Kingpin in the story. I wish, oh, I guess there, I wish there was more interaction with Matt and Kingpin in this story. And it makes sense for there not to be, honestly, because yeah. that's probably Daredevil's like biggest villain is Kingpin. But I wish there had been more of Kingpin in the story. I mean, I like most him. Kingpin stories don't involve him doing a lot just because that's the character. Like, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to pay people to kill you. Why am right. I going to kill you? <laughs> yeah. It's not until, like, the climax, and this feels like a part one of, like, a, whatever, five-part series (laughs) that will eventually lead to him taking down the Kingpin, which kind of is, like, the story's going. This isn't technically in continuity, but it is sort of, like, a lot of people reference this over the original origin, because this one is just better, in my opinion. Well, it's easier to get your hands on it. It's five issues, and I feel like you get a good grasp of who Daredevil is, who Matt Murdock is, you get introduced to pretty much all the supporting cast. Yes. Whether it be, you know, Foggy or Elektra or Kingpin, like all these other people you get introduced to stick. That's what I was going to get into. Like, do y'all, would y'all recommend this to anybody? I absolutely would. Like if somebody was interested in Daredevil, I'd be like, hey, this right here is a great place to start. Great place to start to see if you like Daredevil. Oh, I absolutely, yeah, absolutely would recommend this. I, this is, like up there with my favorite, uh, I was about to say Batman, my favorite Frank Miller stories. I think this yeah. is like, he is on point. And obviously he was like, this is his earlier years where he was like the Frank Miller. So anyway, yeah, I absolutely recommend. Yeah. I, I mean, I, w- I would definitely recommend it still too. I know that I didn't have the highest rating for it, but it was still a good book and still a good read. And I s- still enjoy it learning origin stories, learning about characters and stuff like that. So I I still would definitely recommend it. Cool. Y'all have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. Nope. Yep. I'm good. All right, then Jeremy, where can they find you at? (laughs) They can find me on Twitch under the handle night fury GTO. It's night with a K and you can find me here. Awesome. And no, I haven't played any more Miles Morales since the last like <laughs> 10 minutes. We're supposed to. We're, you, you don't want to. Don't let them peek behind the curtain, Jeremy. <laughs> you haven't played any since the last like hour that we've talked. <laughs> it's, it's, haven't quite made it there yet. <laughs> Richard? Yes. Where can they find you at? Uh, you can find <laughs> me, if you want to contact me directly, on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram, and a threads. Yeah, my handle is Night Curry, Night Like Day Night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as uh, Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. 
Thank y'all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, thank you. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> Anytime you want to drive. I think it's illegal driving under the influence of blindness. You're the future lawyer. Yeah, I should start going to class again then.